just like that, we're back for another episode of Trini Thoughts. And I brought my co-host, best friend, partner, all that, Chanel, back for another one. Guess who's back, 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 back again, 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 Nelly's back. All right, Chanel. There you go. No theme music. Guess who's back. The folks missed you, though. I will say that. I had a lot of DMs asking where you were, so you were missed. Hey, everyone. And before we go on to this episode, which I am very much looking forward to, like everyone, but I want to say thank you to Ed Reed for his support and pouring his heart out last week. I received a lot of DMs from a lot of people, you know, just saying that they understood where we were coming from, they got something from it, and it helped them out, which to me is the ultimate goal of this podcast, just to get people thinking, um, to get people just connected and feeling things that they're related to Um, because at some point we're all going to feel the impact of death in our family or someone that we love and it's important to talk about those things and honestly i'm not gonna lie it helps me talking about it too so thank y'all for your support and feedback and shout out to airy for that one but this week we're taking it back to our house and a much lighter note a way lighter subject and topic and that subject is being a sports dad or sports mom. Yeah. And this quarantine has gotten us talking about this again because TJ right now has been really getting into basketball. Um, he's been outside practicing every single day. Um, he, My brother is actually quarantined with us. Shout out to uh, Kenny. He's KRedz24 on Instagram, but he's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And so we have like a real life PE teacher here now. So Tori is relieved of his duties. Yeah. For the most part. So every day, Kenny's been taking TJ outside and making him shoot hoops, making him work on his dribbling. Sometimes they do football stuff. And we just started kind of debating about that because every once in a while, I'll see something and I'll run outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, TJ, you need to do it this way. And Tori's always like, chill out. And we argue back and forth about our parenting slash coaching styles. And Mm -hmm. I tell him right now he's at a C for me. I think he's a very average, (laughs) slightly below average sports dad right now. Below average. Wow. And I've been really trying to get him to, to kick it up a notch and to get on my level. But, um, he thinks I'm over the top. Yeah. She's which could be true. The opposite end of the spectrum and, and could is not the word is, is the word, but let's be clear. We're talking no the spectrum you're talking about. You have parents who really don't care much about sports, and if you want to play fun, it's fun. You can go out there, just have fun. If you do cartwheels on the court, no problem. And then you have the parents who are psycho, mm-hmm. legit psycho, and screaming at their kids and living through them basically. And so I'm not on that spectrum. First of all, I'm right in the middle. I think I'm in the middle where I really do care about sports. If you're gonna do it, I need you to do it well. And I need you to work hard. Um, And I'm going to yell a little bit. I may overset my boundaries once in a while as a parent. But in general, I'm pretty chill. You are extremely laid back, which is surprising to me. Well, I think you're more so... You're in the middle. Yeah, exactly. It's a good place to be. The middle of the real middle and crazy. That's where you are. Okay. But for me, I'm for sure laid back. You're so laid back. It's weird, though, because I'm laid back, but... When I see things that I don't like, I'm very like straightforward. You have high expectations. 
I just need your coaching style to match those expectations. But my expectations don't involve around the actual success of him being an athlete. It's more so like the little things that drive me crazy. It's like, all right, dude, we just talked about this 10 times. I'm going to need you to try to do it the way we talked about it because I had a C grade from Chanel, y'all, and I've been the the head coach or a main coach on every team and TJ's been a part of. And I always give you constructive criticism yeah, on your coaching the worst. style. Chanel thinks she's the ultimate coach because she's a great teacher and all of that. I'm a good coach. You are a good coach, too. You are a great coach for older kids. I think you have work to do on the younger kids. That's all I'm saying. Your patience yeah. level is just not there. It's definitely not. And I think God knew that. That's why we're together. Yeah. Because I swear, the little kids, I like dealing with kids when I can talk to them. Because in that way, when I'm talking to you, and I know you're capable of understanding it, then, like, it is what it is. Like, we can work towards it. That's why with TJ, I don't really get mad. I like, all right, you miss a shot. Okay, I'm not going to be mad. But you miss a shot because I told you to aim at the backboard and you keep wanting to swish everything. Then I'm going to be frustrated because we're trying to practice something and you're but not But you have to practice it. Muscle memory, right? You no, need- but there's a difference between muscle memory and then you just saying, but I want to swish. That lets me know (laughs) (laughs) you know the deal. That's the stuff that I can't handle. I mean, kids have very short attention spans, so he probably just forgot. No, he didn't forget. He wanted to do it his way, which is why he plays sports now. Which is why you have to work with him more. No, I will, for sure. Um, I I I feel like now, like, the best thing about Kenny being here is that my son's able to be coached by someone. Obviously, it's his uncle, but he's coached by someone other than me. Like, I'm going to be my son's and my daughter's biggest fan and their biggest critic. Well, you might be the might be the bigger of both. Speak for yourself. But, you know, when it comes to that, and what I mean by that, especially with my boys, because they're going to play sports that, you know, I participated in, like, I'm going to be tough on them. Like, if you want to be good at it, I'm going to be honest with you about things. See, that's um, but that's what that's where I am with it. Like, I don't expect him to be doing any like crazy stunts and tricks and stuff like that. But if you're going to tell me, like he always says, he wants to be an NFL player. I want to be, or an NBA. I'm going to need you to prove to me that you're willing to work at things. You can't just work at things at practice or at the game. I need you to come home. You have a basketball hoop. I need you to be out there shooting hoops. And so if you want to be great at something, you got to start early. That's how, that's just how I feel about it. And you hit it right on the nose. You talk about, you want to be great at something. You have to start early. Really, the best thing about sports is simply just building that winning attitude, like the life skills that come with playing sports. Like there's nothing like that's sports made me who I am. Like I can't put anything else like any other credit with that because I learned how to fail because of sports. I learned how to win because of sports. I learned how to be a great friend, great teammate because of sports. I learned how to deal with people that I don't like. I learned how to compete and help people like work towards a common goal i think that's important to happen in the real life and and work and wherever you are i think that's important to talk about though because everyone has a different reason why they want their kids in sports right obviously i think in most people's mind you're thinking scholarships you're thinking long term straight up these are the things that all these things we hope build up to this point where they're going to earn a scholarship and go to school for free right But we can't just focus on winning, right? We have to focus on all the things that are going to put them in a position 
to be a kid who's going to get recruited. And so, so many parents just focus on the now and like trying to make their kid the best athlete, you know, in the world. But you forget about all the other life skills like you talked about that go into it. Is your kid a hard worker? Like, are they willing to work even when things are hard? And with TJ, especially, we have a really long way to go with a him long way to go. because he is so ready to quit when things get tough. And that's not something that just magically changes. Maybe it does for some kids with maturity. But a lot of times we know kids, right? We know people right now who we competed with that had that horrible work ethic. And it's something that carries with them in college and in, in the real world as well. Yeah. We all we all know adults and have friends and family members that are the bad teammates. The people that weren't coachable. Yep. That didn't listen. That wanted to do things their way. And like you want to do the best you can to equip your child with the best abilities, like to be the best, to be well-rounded. well-rounded. Yeah. All right. And, and that's, I think the, what our goal as a parent is for sure. But I think that's what everyone's goal should be to make your child well-rounded and be able to fit and adapt in any environment. And the competitiveness is so important, but on the other end of that, so is sportsmanship. And sometimes it's not really a good balance <laughs> on some of these teams. And so with TJ, for example, he's great. He was great at basketball. He was very competitive, which was great, but he did not like passing the ball at all. And those type of habits, and I, some people will disagree with me. Let him shoot as much as he can. Some people say, if you can't be a good teammate, that's going to carry with you as well. You're going to be the guy at work that nobody wants to work with because you want to take all the credit for yourself. You want to to do things on your own all the time. No one wants to work with somebody who is selfish like that. Be able to blame someone all the time. Blame and always, we all know an athlete who every time something goes wrong, they're looking at who whose fault it is besides their own. They're never looking in the mirror. So we do want a kid who's able to take constructive criticism as well. That's another one. It's hard for kids to take feedback and not cry or get really mm-hmm. defensive and yell and scream. Take what they said, think about it, work on what you need to work on, and move on. And I think all of that needs to start in an early age because it starts right it's now. It's going to happen. Like absolutely, when you get older, it's gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, the parents are all up in arms, like ready to go to war, fight coaches, and all of that because we see it. They all feel like the time. their child's being disrespected or not getting enough respect for what they're doing. And these things start early. You have to teach your kids early. Like it's not your world. Yeah, Like you're just a part of it and sports helps bring people down to reality if you don't nurture a beast. So if we're talking, we talked about kind of what the kids need to learn how to do. So how do we as parents help them learn those lessons? I think it's one by walking it, like trying to be the best example that you can be. So we both play sports, so it's easy for us to talk about situations that we can relate to with him. But even if you don't play sports, like you know when your child's acting up, right? You know your child's being lazy. It's not always the coach's fault. Just like it's not always the teacher's fault Absolutely. why your child's right. doing bad in a class. Like At some point, it's your child's fault. Like You have to be able to be honest with them. But on And to piggyback off of that, don't always be the parent who is fighting your kids' battles for them. Mm-hmm. So something, I didn't like what coach said to me. Don't be that parent that's going to go up there, what'd you say to my son? Well, <laughs> teach your child how to advocate for themselves. That is a huge skill, even with us now. I struggle still with advocating for myself. I'm always like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't know what to say. 
that's a skill we need to teach TJ. If you feel like something was said in a disrespectful way, or if you don't agree with it, there's a respectful way that you can go to a coach or go to a teammate and settle something, right? We don't need to have the kids who are yelling at the coaches think that they can talk back and do and do and say whatever they want. And so we have to teach our kids how to advocate for themselves in a positive way. Um, I think that's a good skill too. And letting them fail is so hard. <laughs> Parents, it's so hard. I I understand. Not for me. I know it's not hard for you, but it's hard for me. Uh, it's so sad, but we have to let have them to fail. have to go through it. Like, listen, you can protect and save your baby all you want to, but this real world is going to eat them up if you don't prepare them for what's so going to come. So, like, my son now, any opportunity he has to fail as long as his health you isn't at risk, take it to the next I level. want him to fail. I want him to experience it. I want him to know what it feels like to experience failure, the pain, all of it, especially in this privileged position that he's in, man. Like, I feel like there's something to be said for that. Like, he's in a situation he's in. Obviously, we've been blessed. Like, he's not going to have to grow up the exact same way that, you know, I grew up as a child. But there were a lot of things from my childhood that taught me how to stand tall and be strong. Right. And that's why I'm still here right now. And I want him to have those same lessons. Like, you can't fight all of his battles for him. I can't fight all of his battles for him. Like, he's going to have to get up. And you know what? Just because you worked hard, you might fail again. Right. You like, might not and, be good and, enough. And it might just keep on coming. Like, and I want him to realize that and keep on fighting and keep on getting better. So when my when something goes wrong with my son and I see him fighting, I see him battling, sometimes I I sit, I have a little smirk because I'm just waiting to see how he responds. And like the one time you beat him 100 to like seven on Madden. Yeah, and he was pissed. Next level. Tori, let, they literally play, played like 20, 30 games. He never, TJ would be down by one point, and he just wouldn't give him that one point and let him win, Yeah, because, which drove me crazy. Because there's also a point where he's going to be whooping me in this stuff, so I have to be, Take listen, advantage of it while it's here. You got to get your wins while you can, man. These kids are different. But seriously, man, like, I want him to just be strong mentally, emotionally. Sports puts you in a tough place, right? Like, And as parents, too. You know, think about how many times, like, parents want to lose their mind because the ref blows a call. I've been that guy as a coach, you know, where you're, like, you're ready to lose your mind because... I'm definitely going to be like, that parent. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I am to, to some like, degree. Some, listen, life throws curveballs. Like, everything doesn't go your way. Like, sometimes you're playing... But if it's unfair... Sometimes you're playing in the Super Bowl and then the power goes out. <laughs> like, you facts. have to be able to adjust. Like, facts. things are going to happen, man. And I want my children... To be able to weather the storm and come out stronger than they were than they went in. I'm glad we're we're starting sports early because I'm learning as a parent my boundaries as well. I've definitely crossed some lines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> TJ started playing flag football when he was like three years old. And I remember yelling at him like, get the flag, get the flag. And it was like <laughs> I, I was feeling it like I was frustrated. And I'm like, the dude, he's three years old. First of all, he probably shouldn't even be out here playing. Second of all, he's only three, and I had to check myself. And more recently, I had to check myself during basketball season. Mm -hmm. I think you weren't at that game, but homeboy was just being a ball hog, just doing normal kid stuff. And I remember I told him we had a whole talk in the car. Every other play, you're going to pass the ball because TJ got almost every rebound. So he almost always had the ball when he was in. Every other play, you're going to make sure someone gets the ball. 
just abandoned the mission straight from the jump. <laughs> He's taken every shot, good shots, bad shots that he could get. And I got, I got up. I was on the sideline. Didn't work. I'm yelling at him, literally close to him, yelling at him. He still ignores me. So I have to go under the hoop and I'm yelling at him, pass the ball, TJ. And I, when I realized I was like almost on the court and everybody could hear me, I realized that I was doing too much. As a parent. <laughs> so I had to pl- play the background, especially now. I mean, he, he was five years old playing basketball. I probably shouldn't have been that hype. I mean, he took advantage that I wasn't there. So I got, I probably did. I, you and him. Cause I for sure would have been like, bro, pass the ball. And I have no problem saying that. Like, that's why I kind of love that I was his coach because I could tell him certain things like, man, get your teammates involved. Like you can't shoot the ball every time because you would be upset if, if your somebody teammates did that to you. never passed you the ball and you didn't shoot. So like it's little things. Obviously he's, he was five. He's six years old now. Like he's still young. They're still learning, but these things matter. You know, like he'll go into next year knowing that, Hey, I know what it's like when my teammate passed me the ball when I was open, or I know what it's like when I was open and my teammate just kept dribbling right on past me. Like, or holding the ball for five minutes because they don't call fouls or penalties and stuff. Like, I mean, it's a great learning experience for him and for him. And it starts young for everyone. But that, yeah. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit later. But another thing that I was thinking about is sports really exposed us to so many different types of people. And that is a skill that we carried into college. And now we can kind of go into any crowd be flexible, adapt, and get along with different people. Even if we don't agree with them, even if we don't like their views, we're able to coexist with people and work together, even if we don't particularly like a person. Mm -hmm. That is a hard skill for some kids. I know a lot of kids who don't like a teacher and will be like, I'm not going to that class because I don't like like the teacher. Like, who are you that you just don't (laughs) go to class because you don't like a teacher? But some parents... Like allow allow that. it, yeah. Well, that that teacher is, you oh know, yeah, she always picking on them. You you're gonna have bosses and you're gonna have teammates that you don't like. You have to learn how to work with people, even if you don't agree with them. And I think sports taught us that, especially with football. You play oh with my so, goodness. I mean, you play with so many different people. That locker room is so diverse, and the things that you learn, um, just being around people with different perspectives and backgrounds, is huge. It means a lot, and especially in a, a football locker room at some point. College, I believe there's close to probably 100 people on the team. And the league is, you know, 60-something guys. So you're talking about different people, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different religions, different everything, man. And you're able to come together for the same goal. You're able to work together. And are you going to like everyone that you're with? No. Like, but you guys know that you're working towards a common goal and – I need you and you need me. And that's what it boils down to. And, it's, again, that's a life skill. It's a life skill for that's sure. That's a life skill that, you know, I think we need to talk about more. Yeah. And along those lines, we kind of talked about instilling things early. How early? We see some of the craziest stuff these days with really, really young kids, with personal trainers, doing all these specialized drills and training sessions, which is it's, it's cool. Um, what's too early? I know you think what I try to get TJ yeah, to do too, is too I early. I think you're doing too early. I think a lot of people are doing stuff too early. And I, that might sound very judgmental coming from me. But I feel like a lot of parents do too much with their kids. Like, Just let them be kids. Yeah, just let them be kids. Like, You want to mix it in. Like, There are kids out here that aren't even in middle school and they're training four times a week. 
Like I was training five, four or five times a week. Yeah, but from like, a very young age, they're playing football like all year round. Now there's flag, there's tackle, there's oh we're training for our team. Like some people just do too much. Like and it's I but here's, just the, know, here's but here's the other side of that. I I could agree with you that there's a lot of pressure on kids with sports these days. Very very early, unhealthy I think too. What do you mean? I mean I think it's unhealthy. I know for me, and this is not the case for everyone, but being super, super competitive that early in track for so long, I mean, cross country, indoor, outdoor, summer, like all year round, it made me hate the sport. Like by the time I got to high school, I didn't even want to run track anymore. And I know a lot of other people who are in that same situation. But you see nowadays, it's almost like you feel like you have to do more because all these kids are doing so many different things so early. So you're like, in order to keep up and make my kid competitive, I feel like they have to have a personal trainer. They have to be doing these specialized drills. They have to focus on one sport because if they don't, they won't be able to keep up with the kids. Like, it's a lot of competition these days. Yeah, but that competition has always existed. Like, I feel like if you're an athlete, like, you can adapt. Obviously, it kills me like to see kids that specialize in a sport. Like, no, I only play football. Yeah, dude, I don't like dude, that. Dude, you at are all. nine years old. Do you know what basketball can teach you? Like mm-hmm. about just maneuvering or agility. But and, that's that's all in the parents like, though. What about track? Like, do you know what track can teach you? Like, I wish I ran track. Like, for the longest I ran like a dude off the corner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no fundamentals, like there's no nothing. I just learned how to just running, like no form or anything. Like, and track teaches you that. And people feel like they pigeonhole their kids like, oh, I'm a football player or I'm a lacrosse player. I'm a whatever. Like, no, like you're a kid that's an athlete, like play different sports, get adjusted. And then eventually there may come a time where you have to make where you're going to have to make a decision. I think that's true, too. And then, you know, then you make that decision. But while kids are young, just let them try different things unless that's what they want to do. Right. You can't force that on. them. Right. I agree with that. But, yeah, there is a lot of pressure. I feel like nowadays everyone wants their kid to be an elite athlete and the statistics show a very few amount of these kids who are out here doing all this are going to get a scholarship. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to get a scholarship, but I mean, to each his own. Yeah. For everyone sure. has their I'm own. I'm not going to knock it, but like, I feel like when people come and, you know, it happens every day, you know, someone's asking like, Hey, what can my kid do? to get better or what can do this and like man one let them be a kid two make sure that the same effort that you're putting in them being the best athlete that they're well-rounded in everything absolutely like don't tell me you know your kid's a a great ball player but he's getting in trouble in school or their grades aren't well like it doesn't align like Mm -hmm. i can't help you these schools at the next level can't help you like nothing's going to be able to help like you have to figure that out now and I think that's the biggest thing, just mentality-wise. You know, when you tell a kid and they tell you, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a pro ball player. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And their mindset is only focused on sports. Honestly, that crushes me. That drives me it, it crushes me. And, and it's something that we have to make sure that I don't want to be a person that knocks people's dreams. But I want to make sure that they have a couple different dreams. Because one of your dreams if your dream is to be a professional athlete, I can guarantee you that that, that, that has an end date. Right. So what's going to be your other dream that you're going to do for the rest of your life? 
And I think a, when I speak to a lot of kids who say they want to, you know, play football professionally and all these different things or want to go to college, I don't think they fully understand what it really takes. Like, I think they just think it's this magical. I'm good at sports, so I'm going to get a scholarship. I'm going to go to college. They don't really. It's hard to get kids, especially in elementary and middle school, to understand that their habits that they're forming now are going to be the decision makers once they're in mm-hmm. high school as to whether or not they get a scholarship. And so building that work ethic. And that's why I'm so tough on TJ, because he's extremely lazy. <laughs> like our kids are so different. TJ is just naturally gifted in everything. But his work ethic sucks. Cam is a savage. Cam is going to work, work, work. All day. All day long. Is aggressive. Like, he's tough. Like, Cam is just a, a different kid. And then I think Corey is probably going to be the best athlete in the house because she has her two older brothers. 100%. But, and she's tough. And she's tough. But right now with TJ, he's only six. But me making him go outside and work is not really because I want him to be this elite basketball player. Because I could care less, really, about that. He's going to get a scholarship to college one way or another. And he's going to college one way or another if that's what he wants to do. But it's the work ethic. Like you need to learn that things that you're not that great at, you can work on and you can get better. And he and he has a fixed mindset right now. And we're trying to build that growth mindset with him mm-hmm. because he just thinks, oh, I'm not good at this. No, it doesn't work like that. If you're not good at something yet, you can work and you can get better at it. So that's kind of my focus when I'm making him do extra stuff. It's because he's so easy to be like, I'm not good at this, and cry yeah. and sit down and want to quit. Well, with athletes, I've noticed that that tends to be the fear of the unknown. That was me. That stopped like me. If, if people want to participate in things that they know they're good. Like, okay, yeah. I want to race the big 300-pound lineman because I know I'm going to beat him. Oh, of him. course. But I may not want to line up versus like Usain Bolt because I know that there's a chance he's probably going to whoop me. Like, that mentality is built at an early I age. I had that mentality. So, I was such a punk to the point By the way, I would line up with them too. I don't care. Stop. I'm just throwing it out there. I was such a punk that I would literally like mess up on purpose because I didn't want to do it. Oh my God. I know, but that's why I don't want TJ to be that way. So I'm trying to do what I can now to toughen them up, to build that strong mindset. So behind every crazy parent, there's that story. That's it. That <laughs> is it. You just let the cat out the bag. Stop. No, but seriously, I think it, I think there's something like when you, I think when you do know that, like that does have an impact on the way you treat your child. Like seriously, think about how many parents out here may have felt like, man, if I would have been more disciplined, Mm -hmm. if I would have focused in school, I would have gone on to college. I would have gone on to whatever. The sky's the limit. But when you look at your child and you're like, man, like my child has the same potential that I had, I see the potential in them, or even more, I'm going to try to do all that I can yeah, and to that's get when, the best out of them. And yeah. that's when it kind of... It can get out of control. It can get out of control for yeah. some people. I know so many sports parents who just completely turned their kid off of sports in general. Like, they didn't even want to come near sports because their parents were so over the top and tough on them. Um, that's it, kind of a fear of mine, though. You think you'll... I'll never let you be like that, trust Seriously, me. Seriously, though, like... But I'm, I have this way or demeanor about me. Like I'm chill most of the time, but like when I say something, like it just sounds. Yeah, like, it could be really hurtful. It sounds like it's just vicious, but I'm just talking normal. Your normal talk is vicious. That's a problem. 
Yeah, I don't know why though. Like I'm fine. Like I just think I'm chilling. But like everyone else feels like, dang. I'm like, dang. Like I need to work on my tone or something. Like you, need, you don't I don't know. Like it's, but it's. I just think about like feeling like that's the one thing when I see guys, and even the pressure. Like an underrated aspect of my son and myself being an athlete is that I went to Maryland. I played professional ball in Maryland. My son is going to go to school in Maryland. He has the exact same name as me. Yeah. And he has all kinds of pressure. And he's going to potentially have all kinds of pressure because people are going to know who he is. And it's like, I want him to just be comfortable being himself. I mean, that's and our job. I want job. him to play because he likes it. And I want him that's to. That's our job. You know, when, he, when, he, when he's ready to turn it up, you know, I'll be right there with him. Yeah. So this is kind of just. A whole different topic we get asked a lot if we're going to let tj play football and if so when if it, if i had it my way tj wouldn't ever play football i just don't like the culture of football i don't like i go to some of these youth practices and the coaches are like yelling and screaming i know for a fact just knowing myself that i wouldn't be able to be that parent i, I just couldn't go to practice if that's what i had to deal with because i would for sure step in like don't talk to my child like that this is not going to work for me you know, and so I would prefer them play any other sport, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it drives me crazy like that, that toxic culture that does exist within football. But for every toxic coach out there, I can show you plenty of good men. For sure. Who don't raise their voice to get their point across. That are great educators. That are great I teachers. I also just don't want him to get hit. And I don't want him I getting mean, hit. You'll get whacked in the sport. It is what it is. But. You know, for me, the answer is yes, my child will be able to play football um, if that's what they want to do. Right. And they will be able to play when I feel like they're able to control their body. Now, that's not their choice when they start. I'm going to be able to let them play, but it's not their choice when they get to start because I want to be smart. I feel like there are too many kids that are playing football way too early because their parents signed them up. Mm-hmm. And they're not physically ready or even mentally ready, and they're out there being test dummies yeah. and getting smacked all around the field. And I just don't think it's worth it. But you know, my son controls his body, and he's ready to roll. And he's like, "Dad, I want to play." And I he mean, he says he wants to play. I think we should just bring him in here just to see what he would say about all of this. Our parent, our coaching <laughs> styles, him and his sports. With his, I don't even know what his favorite sport is right now. I feel like basketball may be it. I think he may be a, a seasonal guy. I for sure was a seasonal guy coming up. You know, when I was younger, if it was baseball season, you know, I wanted to be like Ken Griffey. I wanted to be Cal Rifkin. I wanted to be Alex Rodriguez. And baseball was my favorite sport. And then when it came to football season, I wanted to be Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It came to basketball season, I wanted to be AI. You know, I wanted to be Kobe. So it's like you sit back in whatever season it is, I think that's what, you know, what I wanted to be. And I feel like that's what's going to be for him. So, Oh, he's TJ, here. TJ is Hi. here. Did you did you hear us talking about you? No. 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 Come grab a mic. All right, TJ, since you're here, why don't you introduce yourself first? Hi, my name is TJ. I'm six-year-old, and this is my first time on this podcast. <laughs> it is your first time. Welcome. Do you think maybe one day you want to do your own podcast? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, we're talking about sports right now, and we know you love sports. What's your favorite sport right now? 
Football. Football for sure, not basketball? Well, they, I like them both. You like them both, but you like football a little bit more? Uh-huh. What do you love about football? I, lo- I like that in football, you do- when, you're, when you're a wide receiver, you don't have to let the ball out of your hand. Oh, so you like to be a ball hog is what you're saying? No. <laughs> I mean, you just said you, you don't have to let the ball out of your hand. You like getting the ball. You like getting the ball. Yeah. You like being the one to score? Unless I'm a quarterback. Okay. Maybe one day you'll be a quarterback. Who knows? Well, we're talking about just sports and coaches. Mm-hmm. And I just have a really just a question. You can be honest. You don't have to you don't have to try to be like nervous about it. Who do you think is a better coach? Mommy or daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose. Yes. What? I cannot choose. You think we're both great coaches? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Why do you think we're good coaches? What do you like about us coaching you? Because mommy coaches you in track and daddy coaches you in football and, and basketball. basketball. But I'm the deadbeat coach. <laughs> what do you like about us coaching? Uh, I like that. I just like that you guys are there to keep to help me. Okay. Okay. That's special, and we love we love coaching. We really do. Who is the crazier coach? I <laughs> <laughs> just go bust out laughing. You, Daddy. Oh, <laughs> Daddy's the crazier coach. Really? <laughs> That's surprising. Who yells the most at games? Me? Yes, you. <laughs> and what's your favorite team right now? Mm, Ravens. The Ravens are your favorite football team. What about basketball? Oh, Warriors. The Warriors are your favorite? Who's your favorite player? Steph Curry. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought LeBron was your favorite. You know, Daddy thinks LeBron's better than MJ. Who's MJ? Who's MJ, bro? Michael Jordan, bro, get you. We got we got a lot of work to do. Is there anything you want to say to other kids who are playing sports? What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Try hard, work hard, and train. Okay, train. Okay, we gotta, and we're working on that now, right? Mm -hmm. What was our What was our motto? What was the motto for our family? No crying, no quit, because Smiths don't quit. Hey, let them know. Thank you for joining us, CJ. Is there anything else you want to say to the people before we get off of here? Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? Have a good day and and thank you for <laughs> watching this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you, TJ. Appreciate you coming on here. You're welcome. You'll come back on the podcast? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Chanel, appreciate you as always. Of course. Y'all stay tuned for Tori's Take. Now it's time for Tori's Take, the part of the show where I give you my unfiltered opinion on what's going on and trending in my world. Man, it was pretty cool to have my boy stop by. You know, he's growing up fast, and a lot of y'all that probably listen to this podcast right now remember us announcing, you know, we were pregnant with him with the I'm Prego, little spaghetti idea, and See where he is now to see his growth is amazing. I'm just towards take, you know, coming off of talking about being a sports mom and a sports dad. One of the most important jobs that I have in my life and one of the biggest responsibilities that I ever have is simply being a father. We talked about a lot of things that people do 
you know, to benefit their child or to put their children in the best position. We talked about people that train their kids, people that hire trainers for their kids and try to put their kids in the best position possible to succeed. Uh, what I've learned along my short 31 years in his life is like all of that stuff matters and it's pretty cool. You know, obviously if you have an advantage that you can give your child or a better opportunity for your child, you do it. But the best thing that you can ever do for your child is simply be there. I remember as a kid, you know, my mom would come to the game and it would be like a highlight, like it meant the world. You know, if someone told me that they were going to come and visit me and see me, you know, it meant the world. And I'm only saying that because there was a time and really the majority of my childhood where I can count on my hand the amount of people who wanted to or even really that went out of their way to come see me play. And I think of the walls that I kind of built up. I tell the story all the time about how I would never look back into the crowd to see who was there. Because there was a time when a lot of people would tell me that they were going to come to my game and they never came. So I would stop looking back because I didn't want to know. I would find out after the game. I deal with the disappointment after the game, not during the game. And it means the world to me to be there for my child, for him to know that I'm there, so much so that the guy could barely even handle when we're going to miss a practice or anything because he's so used to that type of support. And we're going to always be there for him if we can. So I know the value um, firsthand of what it feels like to have people there. You know, I have memories of scoring touchdowns and watching my mom running down the sideline on the videotape or playing basketball games and hearing my mom loud as ever, you know, and, and seeing my grandmother and, and knowing that they were there. You know, that meant the world. And TJ and Corey and Cam are in an even more blessed position. I mean, they have grandparents on both sides that'll come and support them. They have endless aunts and uncles that'll be there to support them. And obviously they have us as their parents. So I want to encourage all parents to make sure that the first thing you're doing, you know, whether you're raising a singer, person in band, debate club, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just be a parent first. And make sure that they know that you're there to support them. Nothing else. And I promise you, it may seem like just a simple thing. And the kid may not even realize it at the time. Because there are a lot of things that kids want. And they would like to have. I promise you that you being there is enough. They may not see it at this moment. But I promise you down the line, they will. Catch y'all next week. Next week.